The times, they are a change in. We're going to talk about uh, how webcomics have changed over the past few years since we've started doing ours and uh, kind of take a look back and take a look forward this week on the Shadowbinders podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Shadowbinders podcast. I'm Tom Pratt, the artist of Shadowbinders, and I'm joined by my wife, Cambria Pratt. Hello. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, you know some of the changes that we've seen in the webcomic scene since we've started. Now, we haven't been doing it a really long time. We've been online since 2010. Um, I did have some other web projects before that, though, going back to like 2008. Uh, so we've been kind of keeping an eye on the webcomic scene for you know several years now. And uh, it just seems in the last year or two, especially, that things have really been changing. Like the, uh, if you hear purring, that's that's our cat. <laughs> She's right up on the well, microphone. Well, I was going to say, you actually go further back than that, babe, because you actually were helping people set them up. On Modern Tales. I, yeah. I set, yeah, I helped a friend set up a webcomic before Modern Tales, and then you wound up on Modern Tales. Um, and that was, God, like 10, years ago. I know, when I first ago. met you, and that was like... 99, you were talking about how you think everything's going to go digital and webcomics were the big thing coming up. And yeah, and I didn't so do you've anything. you've been around a lot longer and been I, watching it a lot longer. Yeah, I have been say. watching it for a while. I, you know, and I didn't really do anything about it because I could never wrap my head around how to monetize it. You know, it just didn't seem like it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> that's still the issue. That's a whole other, that's a whole other topic. That's anyway. a whole other topic. Um, so anyway, how how have things changed? Well, you know, I mean, this is this is a hard. A lot of people have been talking. People we've been talking to have been, uh, you know, mentioning that it seems like it's harder to find an audience these days than it yeah. has been in the past. And I think there are, you know, Cam and I have been talking about this a lot lately. And I, you know, we think there are a number of factors, uh, you know, that, that are leading to that. And um, uh, well, here, Cam, do you want to you want to talk? About uh, some of your observations? I don't know. I just don't think there's as many people reading what comics as there used to be. Well, I no. mean, that and the fact that you have <clears throat> how many more webcomics now than you had several years ago. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous the number of comics that are on there. So you have the same amount of people or less spread over a much larger area. Yeah, it's, it's oversaturation. I mean, I think that that's a big part of it. I think... You know, what happened is there were some folks that had some success early on. They jumped on it. And, you know, you have to realize, too, that back, you know, when this whole thing started, you might have had, you know, 100 webcomics or 200 webcomics. Now you probably have 100,000 webcomics. Yeah, like 200 new ones a day. Uh, yeah, and people yeah. were popping up every day, and they, they think they're all going to be the next, you know, PvP or Penny Arcade. And, um, you know, it's it's just a really an oversaturation. A lot of the webcomics now that have have a, a, a decent readership, you know, they started before YouTube, for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, they've been around a long well, time. Well, I was going to say, another thing that I, I think is going on is where do the people that would be your readers go now? And a lot of them aren't going to webcomics. They're going online to, you know, go to YouTube or to go to, like, you know, um, social media sites or to go to, you know, gaming things to play online games and stuff and they're not really reading the webcomics they're, yeah. they're, they're interested in other things i mean your webcomics readers are also consumers of other you know free online content mm -hmm. and they're you know even if they're not paying for anything i think they're going to go where there's more bang for their buck mm -hmm. and like ham said that's going to be you know movies or games or something like that 
Um, no, you said about Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. I think a lot of people are, are forsaking, you know, starting their own site and going to Tumblr, uh, which I think has, you know, an upside and a downside. The upside is you're going where readers are and they're looking for certain things. The downside of that is you basically get lost in a soup of. Uh, but how's that any different? Well, it's not. It's not, except, um, you know, folks on Tumblr probably aren't, uh, you know, promoting their individual sites as much. I don't know. Okay. Um, monetizing it. We don't really do a lot with Tumblr. Um, you know, it, it, I'm really sorry. The cat is like right up on the microphone she's here. She's purring. Yeah, she's. she's listen, listen to the Shadow Myers podcast. We've got cats. <laughs> That'd go on Tumblr. Um, no, it just seems like, you know, and again, you know, do those eyeballs, you may have a lot of eyeballs, do they actually translate into sales? Do they translate into Well, no, they, not always, especially if you're someplace like, you know, Tumblr or something where you can't, unless you're doing a Kickstarter or something, you're not going to have the, you can't really do as much with monetization as you can with your own site. But then again, if people are on Tumblr, they're going to find you or if they're out, they're not exactly out looking for new webcomics, unless they already know what webcomics are. Well, that that's just it, and a lot of people don't know what webcomics are and a lot of people are, have been calling for for years to just get rid of the the term webcomics yeah which is what they were talking about on the uh, webcomic alliance had a post up which if you haven't listened to them you should go listen to their uh podcast but they had a post up someone did about why don't we just call it comics because it is comics and they are comics yeah it's just they're delivered on the web so they're basically saying if the delivery system is different, but it's still comics. Yeah, and guys like you know Scott Kurtz have been saying that for for a while now, and you know I mean a lot of those guys they've crossed over mm-hmm. you know into print too, so they're. But that's kind of the problem. The problem is is that they said well people don't know the word web comics, and there's, mm. it's, well if we go to conventions, we go to anime conventions especially, they know it. And yeah. other conventions we've been to comic cons, they know when you say web comic, they know what it is. But that's because they're comic readers. Mm. The general public at large has no flipping idea what the heck a webcomic is. No, they don't. I mean, even comic book conventions, we go to a comic book conventions, I mean, these people buy comic books. Yeah, but they mostly know what comics are. When you say webcomics, they're like, oh, they know what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, and sometimes, I mean, frankly, webcomic has had a negative connotation because it's it's always associated with uh, amateur hour. It's like, it's, oh, those crappy, you know, stick figure comics I've seen online or amateurish comics. Um, you know, so that, that's hard too, because again, it's, it's, you know, uh, with a lack of gatekeepers, uh, you've got some very, very good comics online and you've got a lot of comics that frankly aren't that good. When people come in like, oh, there's comics online. The first thing they see is the ones that aren't that good. Then yeah. they're going to be jaded against web comics. Yeah. Like, oh, anyway. that's garbage. <laughs> but I think beyond that, then they said about, well, oh, well, you just tell people you have a published book. Well, the thing is that you run into as you say, oh, I'm published. People automatically assume and they do. Oh, well, who do you work for? Marvel, DC? You know, right. there's not a, you publish, you're published, they admit, well, you say I'm published, that means that someone's publishing me. So then you have that, you can say I'm self-published, and as soon as you say I'm self-published, people immediately assume, well, you're self-published, that means you're not good enough to be in the people that publish. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... It's not true, but that's no. the assume. And, and with comics especially, I mean, you know, uh, the vast majority of indie creators are self-published, it's just, um, you know... There's a stigma there, too, I think. Yeah, it's not a a valid stigma. It's just that it's people assume that if you say self-published, that means you're not good enough to be published by the people that they think, quote-unquote, matter. Right. And and that's just, you know, again, this is, uh, you know, just the public perception. But, I mean, to be honest, it's just, you know, average Joe on the street is not going to go on the Internet with the intention of finding your webcomic. 
Well, they don't no. even know they exist. I no. mean, they might know there's comics, and they think comics, think books. They might even know what a graphic novel is, mm-hmm. you know. And they're going to immediately think, oh, it's a Marvel thing, it's a DC, they superhero. Or it's like, oh, my kid brings those home from their book fair from Scholastic. You know, they're yeah. going to assume you're part of one of those. They don't know that there's this whole other thing. So the problem isn't really necessarily the vernacular. The problem is the, the fact that there's a, a total lack of awareness in the main in the mainstream in the general market yeah and uh you know it's just it's it's definitely things have changed um because of that and i mean this is just this is an armchair observation but it does seem like overall readerships have gone down mm-hmm. i mean based on boy i've been watching for a couple of years yeah it seems. the numbers are dropping based on you know the the data that we have available you know, unless people are hoarding information, it just seems like uh, readership on the whole for web comics. It seems like it's sort of on the decline, and there could be a number of reasons for that. It could be that you know a lot of people read maybe they read the web comics in college or out of college they don't have time for it. Yeah. You know, maybe um, you know because like I don't really, unfortunately, I don't follow a lot of web comics. I don't really I have, have time. time. I'm, yeah, I'm too busy well, the thing making is, it's stuff. Like too, you know, you figure. It might have been big with a certain group, and that group's moved on, and then yeah. you, there's nothing promoting the younger group coming in and bringing them into web comics. A lot of them don't even still know what it is. You no. know what I mean? It's just it's a lack of awareness is what it's about because you can go to a convention and sell them a print book and be like, well, see, I'm a published author. Here's my book, and you might get some people at the convention to to buy your print book. But that's great. They want more where they have to go. They have to go on the web. Yeah, and let's let's be honest here with. Um you know, even with the long-form comics versus gag comics. I mean, gag comics have always had an easier time. They probably always will they have still, an easier time. They still, because they're shared like crazy on Tumblr, yeah. on, you know, Facebook and, you know, Twitter and all that. Yeah, the oatmeal, okay, prime example. It's, uh, you know, a one-page gag. Uh, it gets shared all over the place, mm-hmm. and it doesn't require the, the reader investment that a long-form comic has. So... You know, those are going to be a lot harder to sell anyway on the Internet because, I mean, especially like, I mean, we're looking at, you know, we're going on five years and we're kind of just warming up, you know, our well, people. actually be four years. Four August. years? August. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. A long time. We've been working on it a long time. And, uh, you know, you have to wonder, do people start to get bored? You know, is it taking too long? Um, do they figure, well, we know they put books out. We'll just come back when there's a book. I don't you know, know, that's easier. But the 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 thing about people like saying what well, we should all call it comics and comics and I I think they all are comics. I think you're just differentiating by delivery system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a graphic novel is a book you're gonna buy that's a complete story in print or at least part of a complete story in print. Digital comics usually download. There would be a chapter or a book that you buy then you buy it in a chunk. And web comics are trickled out a couple pages a week over the course of a longer time. Mm. So it's it's all comics. It's just they're actually being divided up by how they're being delivered. Yeah, it just seems like I think people are maybe are losing patience in the the delivery system. Or it's not as relevant it used to be. I think I think it used to be that you know, um, and again I can't speak from experience because we weren't doing web comics ten years ago. But from what I remember, readers were trained to come in at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. And you didn't have all the distractions now, like all the social media and all the you know other things like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah so that's all going to take their attention. If I have five minutes on the internet. I'm going to go watch a funny cat video on right, YouTube. You right, know what I mean? Versus reading your comic. And it used to be that the funny distractions before YouTube were the webcomics. The webcomics right. were funny. It was something you could put online with a lower bandwidth. You know, right. dial-up modem, you could read webcomics. Slowly, but you could read them. 
Um, and yeah, there's just too much. If it's not in your face, if you're on Facebook and stuff is being shoved in your face, you're not really gonna. Plus, you have to remember too, like I, I don't know. It, it seems like outside of comics, in like you know, entertainment in general, mm-hmm. it's just they used to be ten years ago. They didn't have as many movies as they had now. They didn't have as much product that they have now. So if you have money to spend, are you gonna and time to spend? Are you gonna spend it on reading a web comic and buying something there? Are you gonna go to the movies and see the new Godzilla movie and then go buy the toy? Which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, but my point is, yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. like you know a different movie, like three movies a week every week. Oh yeah, yeah. You have limited time. Where you're going to put your time? Yeah, I mean, as far as I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, the hottest demographic to market to now are geek culture. I mean, it's geek culture, and and uh, you know, ten years ago there wasn't nearly as enough. No, there uh, wasn't. As much, I'm sorry, as much out there, and and uh, now there's just a lot more competing for your your geek dollar and uh you know web comics and are cool time. and geek time um i mean when you even got uh you know reality shows on tv catering to you know your your demographic presumably your demographic uh you know your your geeks that are into comics and and, and whatnot um you know it just it, it makes it harder it's harder it's a lot harder well, what are they promoting on these shows they're promoting the mainstream because right. that's what is paying for the shows so people when they they associate comics they're going to associate with oh oh i saw the comic book men and it's like you know marvel dc and those things right. you know what i mean right. they're not going to be like oh hey there's stuff on the web you know what i mean yeah there's that's just, it's just not. not so the problem registered. is i think the problem and the solution is that it's a bunch of people in the general market that have no idea, and there's there's a lack of education, and the perceptions are wrong. What they mm-hmm. what when they are out there are usually wrong. So I think instead, and then people are advertising and marketing their web comics, but they're advertising and marketing the web comics to other web comics. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because people always wonder why, um, why uh, you know most of their readers seem to be creators. I'm like, well, when you advertise on each other's sites. Or you do fan art to get exposure. Or you exposure, do fan art to get exposure. you do link shares. It's just... Yeah, and if you're out on DeviantArt and you're out on Tumblr, there's a lot of other creators there. You know, you're, you're pretty much just going, you know, preaching to the choir. Yeah, exactly. And it's everybody checking everybody else's comic out. I mean, we we do have quite a few readers that aren't creators, yeah, which is lot. cool. Um, you know, but I mean, as far as just, you know, starting from the ground up now, it's going to be a lot harder because, yeah, you're you're going to kind of like, you're going to find this, this niche of... People that like web comics are into the web comic thing or into art or but whatever. But it's the you're... same pool. It's like it's, right. it's and the pool is like people are getting tired of it and leaving, so the pool's actually shrinking instead of getting bigger. And the only way you're going to make it larger is to go out there and say, you know, into the mainstream, be like, oh, I'm going to advertise web comics, mine, but web comics in general mm. to the mainstream, and that people will know better what that their comics, and they are comics, but their comics online. There's comics online for free. Yeah. Sometimes you can buy them for like a couple bucks for digital download. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. No, they don't. And again, this this comes down to this comes down to marketing. I mean, this really comes down to marketing because you're uh, you're, you're you're not going to be able to compete really on the same levels like a Marvel or DC because they've got all those marketing dollars mm-hmm. behind them. So you know, they pretty much the vast majority of what Diamond sells is Marvel and DC. The vast majority of what comic shops sell. Marvel DC, same with conventions, they're going to promote Marvel DC right. because it's just that's the way it is. So, um, but if everybody were together to promote the whole idea of web comics in general, yeah, I but, mean, because they have a big bunch of bunch of money and stuff, but if people work together, isn't it, they could have the same effect? Well, there there were, I mean, uh, you know, several years ago, it seemed like you know people sort of worked more 
together to promote that. Yeah, but I'm then. just saying is I think no one's going to get anywhere, get any help unless they get the general, they get more people into the pool because the pool's shrinking. Let's just be honest here. Yeah, the pool's shrinking. The, 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 the amount of what's out there to consume is greater mm-hmm. and what the amount of consumers is shrinking. I, I you need to bring people into the pool. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Garrison Keeler, uh, Prairie Home Companion, who made a comment a couple years ago that really ruffled some feathers with self-publishers. He basically said in the future... And I'm paraphrasing here. He said, in the future, everyone will have 17 readers, and they'll make an annual salary of about $1.48 or something like Mm -hmm. that. I don't remember the numbers exactly. But he wasn't wrong. He said, you know, because everybody's self-publishing, you may have your audience, but you're going to have a smaller audience than the folks that are in the mainstream, just because that's the way it is. Um you know, and if that is enough to sustain the comic, that's that's up to you. I don't, you know, it depends on what your goals are. You yeah. know, whether or not which we talk about all the time, it depends on your goals. Right, right. Um, but it definitely things are changing. Uh, a lot of the collectives that were around, you know, a few years ago are, are not around anymore. They're no longer. But relevant. even that doesn't matter. A collective is a collective of web comics advertising the web comics, unless they're out there trying right. to promote web comics or just you know, and you know, and, and I guess the problem they were talking about in there was this is the word web comic, and why can't we just call it comics? You can't. It is a comic. It's mm-hmm. just delivered on the web, so it is a comic. But if you're if you're primarily on the web, yeah, you know that's great. You have a comic, but you you know people when they're when you say the word comics, they're not gonna they're not gonna think comics on the web. You right. know what I'm saying? You right. can call it comic, and it is. And the people are like, oh well, what comics? You know, it's because of derogatory connotation. Well, it's like, well, because that you have to change it. I mean, it's just about awareness. Yeah, it's about it's yeah. I mean, there are exa- I mean, there are exceptions. There, there have been you know a handful of comics. I think the last like four or five years actually have you know, managed to, to gain a, a readership. Yeah, but then a lot of times they go through other methods. Right, and they've had to fight for it too. I mean, oh yeah, you always have to fight for because there's too yeah. there's so much. You know, yeah. I mean, if there's like if there's like one biscuit and there's you know five hundred people vying for the biscuit, mm-hmm. your choice is either a couple people get the big piece of the biscuit or everybody gets a tiny piece of the biscuit and no one gets anywhere. And unfortunately, like what's been going on is no one gets anywhere, which is okay. It's just that, you know, people are complaining about, well, there's a negative connotation with the word webcomics. Well, why? But, I mean, but is, if there's sheer numbers of people, you know, and they're all getting little pieces of biscuit, well, wouldn't it make more sense for those sheer numbers to go out to where they bake the biscuits and bring in more biscuits? <laughs> bake the biscuits. I mean. Find the biscuit truck. Hijack and then, it. And then bring in more biscuits. And then and everybody the gets a bigger piece of biscuit. Well, that's just it. Everybody's fighting for a, a shrinking market share, you know, even though it's web comics, even though it's free content. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where things go. Because even with, um, you know, you look at crowdfunding, and that's taking off because you can basically, you know, monetize, and it sounds really crass, but you can monetize a smaller audience more effectively. Yeah, but even that's dropping. Yeah, it is dropping. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sorry. Look at webcomic Kickstarters like two years ago. Look at them in the last year. If there's a huge, I mean, there's a couple exceptions to that. But overall, you're not getting as much money because, you know, mostly I think it's because people didn't deliver and that's yeah. affected everybody yep. negatively. But, you know, it's just everybody and their brother's going and doing it. I mean, everybody and their brothers jumping on all these bandwagons, and that's okay, except what happens is every time you have, you know, five people on one bandwagon, and there's like, you know, $10,000, each person gets a large amount, but if you have 10,000 people on the bandwagon, there's only $10,000, Yeah, it's just the way it is. Well, it's, yeah, with kicks, I mean, you're not going to, you know, I remember in 2011, 2012, even, like, you know, comics with, with uh, medium readerships were getting like, you know, 100,000 plus. Yeah. It was crazy. And then, yeah, now that everybody's doing it, it's just, it's not, you know, 
working as well. And, you know, the other one that we're seeing is Patreon. And, uh, you know, um, you know, Zach Wienersmith had an incredible, you know, he's doing like $8,000 a month, but you're probably not going to do that. No. You're not. You might do okay, but you're not going to yeah, do Yeah, you're not going to do what he's doing. Um, and that's probably going to dwindle as there are more choices. Yeah, but that's more because he already had a big, he was one of the ones that well, went in early, had he's big been leadership already, for a long which, time. So that's like, not really, this guy apples and oranges, but. Well, that's it too, and people aren't understanding, like, they're looking at, like, oh, look at all the money you're making webcomics. It's like, yeah, for the most part, you know, the folks that are doing well in webcomics are the same people that were doing well in webcomics 10 years ago. Right. You know, uh, very few people have come in in the last four or five years and been able to, with the exception of probably the oatmeal is the only one I can think of that has, uh, you know, reached the same level of success as, you know, your penny arcades and your mm-hmm. Saturday morning breakfast cereals and PVP and, and those comics, uh, because they built their audiences early, you know? Yeah. And, um, you back know, they, when, and then people were, they read other comics just a loyal to them because they were the first, you know, ones they were reading. And... Right. Right. And so sometimes it even becomes like, I still read this comic out of habit because I've already got, you know, 10 years invested in it. I don't even know what to tell people anymore because it's like, I don't have any answer either. It's because the, the market's dwindling, the pool's shrinking, the supply is through the roof and it's just, you know, we're short of going out and bringing people, more people into it. Or doing something really freaking unique. And then uh, realizing that if you're successful, you're going to make your own competition because you're going to have everybody's going to copy you. Everybody's going to copy so you. So you do something unique and new, bam, everybody else is doing it too. Yep. I mean, yep. that's just the way it is. That's we found that out a long time ago. But <laughs> um, it's just like, you know, you, you're just going to have to, I don't know, think outside the box for one. But two, I think people just need to, to move outside the box. I think they're boxing themselves too much. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to niching yourself into oblivion. Yep. Oh, yep. well, webcomics are for a niche audience. Yeah. Well, that's great. You're a niche within a But your a niche, niche is shrinking. With, yeah. yeah. You know what? You're, 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 um, you're an endangered species and you're niching yourself into oblivion. So I, I really do. I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be negative. I know, um, every yeah. business model evolves yep. in some way. It has to it, it, or evolve or die. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way it is. And that's what webcomics, you're going to have to either evolve or die. And I honestly think that webcomics could do okay and could do better, but you have to get the word out there what they are and they're there. People don't know they're there. They're not going to come in. No, no. I mean, that's marketing 101. You have yeah. to get your product out there or no one's going to know you exist yeah, and no and one's going to like, buy it. But that costs money. But even if it doesn't cost money, if there's free comics online. You get money advertising. People don't come here because they don't know we're here. No. And just selling print books at a, at a convention isn't going to help either because then people just still associate with, oh, well, you, you're a comic because you have a print book. And they might not look negatively in you as much negatively, oh, you're not a webcomic because, you know, webcomics are a bad connotation. But no one knows you're there. No one's going to continue to follow you. Well, it's even the same with the conventions because, I mean, you know, conventions are awesome. You've got your books, but people have to go to conventions to buy the books, you know. Yeah, there's, and, well, actually, conventions are picking up. There's a lot more conventions. Well, they are. Conventions are picking up. Now, I worry. I mean, that's cool. In some respects, but I also worry about that because, I, again, I'm afraid that the convention scene is going to sort of wind up like the webcomic scene where it's an oversaturation. Well, that's what's going on. These conventions are like, oh, I'm making all this money by having, you know, 30 vendors, so I'm going to make it 60 vendors, and it's going to be a bigger deal. And you, it, you 600 bring, vendors. Yeah, and, and you bring a lot more people in as, get, as people to come in, you know, as con goers. But the problem is that there's so much more competition for your vendors. Mm-hmm. That they're like, I can't make any money of this, and I'm not coming back. And then, yeah. they, then the convention tanks. People were people were critical of SPX. Now, I, I, I couldn't go last year because, you know, we had family issues. But um, 
that they had basically doubled the size of the show. And the reason that it had, it had always done well in the past, as I understand it, is that it was a pretty small, mm-hmm. uh, you know, show. Well, they, for, as far as having vendors. Vendors, there was, they limited right. There's the a number. lot of attendees, but they limited the number of vendors, and then they just kind of opened it up last year. I'm not sure how it's going to be this year. But, um, you know, and, and that, that does happen. Then, you know, it might be burnout on the part of the uh, con-goers because – Instead of having one convention a year they go to, there's like five conventions a year. And you know how much money I spend at each one. Right. And if you get the same people at every show, every time, it's like, well, I'll just catch it the next, you know, ten conventions you're going to be at because we know we're going to see you because it's just like the same same thing. So, you know, there... There is no answer that we can give. There's no... Everybody's trying to figure this out. Like, what is next? I honestly think until you bring more... You, you expand your pool as far as yeah. not... Not expanding your pool as far as supply, but expanding the pool as far as demand. And the only way you can get that is if you go out there and bring people in that don't, you know, people don't know that they're there. If you don't know they're there, they're not going to come there. No, yeah, and it's, it's, um, and that's just it. It's like, it's basically the, the webcomic readership. There's a, a massive, massive potential readership, but, you know, until, they sign the dotted line, as it were. You know, it's a, the, those readers haven't actually converted to. Well, I always say it's like, a, okay, if readers were about a giant pie chart. Yeah. Of that pie chart, there's only a tiny percent that read comics. Mm-hmm. And of that tiny percent that read comics, there's only a tiny, much tinier percent that read web comics. And of that, that, there's even tinier percents of the genres within the web comics. So you're talking like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction that read web comics. Like yeah. What you have to do is you have to get to those other people who like to read. Who don't read comics? Well, then there's a problem too. They said reading is on the decline. People aren't reading anymore. No, it's easier to watch that funny cat video than it is. But you know what? That's the one good thing for comics, though, because people don't want to read books. But comics are pretty much they're very similar to movies. It's a visual medium. Mm-hmm. So you know, we could totally catch those people. Yeah. You know, we are sitting on an opportunity and a half. It's just we have to get those people from over from here. To hear it's like a rainbow to the pot of gold at the end of the web web comics, you know. Be a web comic rainbow. Yeah, no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know. Well, I, I was like weird earlier. I was thinking it reminds me of underwear. It's like no, I'll, I'll tell wait, you. wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, okay. So people are saying about we should call it comics, not web comics, because people will understand comics. But that's like saying underwear in general. There's lots of types of underwear. Yeah. There's bras and there's boxers. Panties. But. People weren't utilizing the same types of underwear, hopefully. <laughs> so everybody's wearing it, but they're not all utilizing the same types. So everybody might be on, hopefully. you know, <laughs> everybody might be on briefs, but they're all forgetting about the cute little bikinis over here. You know what I'm just saying? It's like everybody knows underwear. Okay. But they don't need, they don't go to the, that a mental the picture right of like type of underwear. Everybody wearing the same underwear. And you're like at the grocery <laughs> store, there's like some fat middle-aged guy wearing like a thong or something. Right. But, but you don't know he is because it's under his But my point is, everybody, everybody knows underwear, <laughs> but they might not know about a specific type of underwear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you need to get right to that type of underwear. You need to be the next big thing in underwear. You need to be the next panties. That's right. But, uh, Speaking of which, we have a t-shirt that says, you're your, so panties. Check it out. Your comic needs to be so panties to get That's people. right. We have a t-shirt that proves that. No, no. I was thinking about that. I was just like, it's like underwear. Everybody knows that everybody uses it, everybody wears it, but everybody does, wears different kinds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, things are just changing. And, uh, you know, it's like anything else. It's I mean, nobody has all the answers. People have been, you know, trying to muddle through 
this uh, you know online comics thing for 15 years now, and some people have more answers than others, but I don't think anybody has all the answers. I don't think it has answers as much as they has have luck. luck. <laughs> they haven't had answers. Or they as... have, you know, they stack the deck in their favor by knowing certain things, but they don't right. really have answers. Right, because it changes. It changes so much. The internet, I mean, five years in internet time is like dog years. You know, it might as well be 50 years. <laughs> we're already dead. Yeah, we're already dead. No. I mean, I just think about, you know, all the comics that were around even five or six years ago that aren't updating anymore, you know. And it's uh, you know, definitely, definitely changing. Yeah, no, I, and I just think it's a matter of you, you, there's a lot of there's a lack of people that could read them. There's, there's millions oh, yeah, of readers yeah. out there that would read it that just don't know you exist. But the, the financial resources it would take to... Get those readers. It's like, it's like the hot guy or girl that you have a crush on, and you could totally, you know, be their ideal person if you actually knew, they actually knew you existed. Mm-hmm. You just have to go get the hot guy and the hot girls and bring them over, and so you know you exist. <laughs> yeah, well, I think what you know, as far as you know, online, I, I think um, you know, stuff like Comicsology has definitely moved. But then people's perception of digital comics now is you go to Comicsology and you download. But even beyond Marvel, that, DC. let's be honest here, Comicsology. Who knows about Comicsology? The comic people who already know about comics, right? Oh, it's I'm, the same thing. I'm, oh boy, I get comics on my iPad, but yeah, who but, cares? But only people know? are going to care people who read comics anyway. Right. So again, you're not. Until so they have a kiosk in Walmart, it's the I same, don't think most people are going to care. Same downward spiral because eventually they're just going to have all the comics they want off of comics. You know what I'm saying? Unless you bring new people in. Yeah. They're going to age out or they're going to whatever, or times are going to change and technology is going to change and it's going to be obsolete and you still don't have readers who read it because it only appeals to people who already know exists. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> That and that's that's it. I think you've already you know aging out because the print comics market sort of shrunk because everybody aged out of comics. Kids stopped reading comics, and all the comics were kind of relegated to the comic book shops. And that's kind of no start- kids still read them. It's just that you have to you have to get them where kids are. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you, you have, have to get your readers where and- they are, and they aren't reading web comics. So yeah. advertising the web comics helps sometimes. But it's not really getting new readers because I think everybody needs to try to focus on bringing new readers to their own comics, but then into web comics in general. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that, what point are what what what's the point if you're not bringing people in? I mean, like any product, whether it be underwear or comics or toothpaste. I mean, if you're not out there telling people you exist and bring people in to try it, how are you going to keep getting people in? People are just going to all the people who are going to use your toothpaste are going to age out. And no one's going. They're going to have dentures. No one's going to care anymore. Yeah, well, that's kind of happening, you know, again with with a lot of readerships, too, I think. It's just that they're like, okay, I've been following this for like five or six years, and I just don't have time for it, don't care. You know, we've actually had some of our readers flat tell us it's moving too slow, mm-hmm. you know. I wish we could do it faster. Yeah, I wish we could do it faster. But, um, you know, people uh, basically have ADHD now, and it's hard and to... And it's hard, too, because the fact that people are like, oh, I want it one big chunk. Okay, great. We could just wait and not update the webcomic and just put it in a book form. But then by the time you do that, all your readers forgot who you were because they're yep. onto something else and you're not relevant anymore. Yep. And so you're not going to be able to sell the book you make anyway. Yeah, it's like, okay, guys, we'll see you in two years. Again, internet time, two years, it might as well be 10 years or 20 years because they're just not going to wait around for you. And it's like, oh, yeah, I think so I remember that comic I used to read. It's a really that... hard thing. I mean, it just, there's no answer. No, there is no answer. And that's a scary thing. I mean, it's a scary place to be, but then the, the flip side is there's no set business model, so pretty much anything goes, you know. But, I mean, back to the whole point, which was webcomic changing and why not using the word webcomic. Call yourself whatever you want. I mean, call it a comic, call it a graphic novel, call it whatever you want to call it instead if you don't want to use the word term webcomics. That's up to you. 
But the point is, if it's delivered on the web, it's still a web comic, and you're still going to have a limited audience unless yep. you extend. And yep. you also realize if you say you're published, people are going to assume that by saying published, it means you actually were paid by a publisher to be published. That's what yeah. they're going to assume. Yeah. And if you say you're self-published, they're going to have the whole, oh, you weren't good enough, that's why you're self-published. Yeah, and you know, because self-publishing, it, it kind of has that stigma. Well, not as much now as it did, but, I mean, considering anybody can go... Changed. Anybody can go out to Amazon and go to CreateSpace and publish, quote-unquote. Oh, what was that one? The guy did that one thing about how to be a pedophile book? He was self-published, too. I mean, he yeah, was a published I guy, mean, too. Um, I mean, that's what people think of, because that was what was in the news. Right. Oh, my gosh, self-published. Oh, was it like that guy? Uh, yeah, and anybody can put a Kindle book out. Anybody can do that. So um, it doesn't mean as much as it used to. It wasn't like, hey, I'm you know self-publishing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the stig- <laughs> there's a stigma with it. And, that, and I think people need to work on changing the stigmas and educating the general market about that, you know, there's comics here, and yes, they are as good as the ones you buy from Marvel and DC. They might have been picked up by Marvel and DC, but there are ones out there that are every bit as good. And they're on here. You just have to, you know, come look. And people, yeah. people, people don't know. If they don't know you're there, they're not going to come to see you. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. Yeah, I'm you're gonna, a niche within a niche within a niche within a I'm niche. I'm going to slap myself and call myself Charlie, but no one's <laughs> still going to know Charlie exists, so. Um, yeah, so I... I uh, <laughs> I'm tired. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is this is a this is a dilemma. And again, we're we're not you know giving anybody any answers. I think anybody that that claims to have answers to this problem are, are fooling themselves because it's it's a problem even the bigger comics are running into. We should have started it with. We have no answers for you. We have no answers. We're just going to talk, you know, into the microphone and. You know, sometimes we're an amusing, hour. and sometimes we'll just piss you off. But yeah. It was, you know. But I think I think the only advice I can give is to be open minded, and be nimble because uh, you know that. <laughs> be nimble. <laughs> be quick. <laughs> Don't jump over candlesticks. Uh, candles look stupid. But you're gonna you're gonna have to because things are changing and they're changing quickly and just the the old uh, way of doing things just you know throwing the webcomic out there and you know magically getting a readership that. I mean, it never really worked before, but it worked better five or six years ago than it works now. And the thing is, you people are like, oh, my niche. And that's great. You might have a niche audience, but the problem with niches, niches are shrinking. And niches mean they're small. And niches mean they're hidden and they're hard. They're like, a, you know, enclosed or whatever. And and you're going to have to think bigger. And we're going to have to probably start getting people into your, you know, you might find people who love your niche. But they have to know your niche is there that they can come, you know, join it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just, you're thinking, everybody's thinking too small and they're worrying about their niches, but their niches are declining. You need to bring more people in. And then they all sit around, and this is what what gets me too. And, I mean, we even do this to some, you know, extent. We're like, why, why are our numbers dropping? Why can't I find readers? How come nobody seems to be coming in to read? It's because they just... They don't care anymore. Yeah, they don't know. They, they, they don't know you the exist or they might, don't care. Yeah, the ones who might care don't know you're there. Right, right. So I think everybody needs to work on increasing awareness, I think, is ultimately yeah. the big... I mean, you think about, like, I mean, even the people that would have cared about webcomics 10 years ago, I mean, they might be in college. Well, they're, you know, in their 30s with families and, you know, everything now. And it's just like, you know, start framing it like that, that these, you know... People are probably working professionals that were like really big into you know the web comics thing, you know back when they were in the anime and all this stuff too, and they're probably just not now. Well, if you have to go to reach them where they are, you're gonna have to advertise in places that cost a lot of money. 
I mean, yeah. no one could afford it. But maybe everybody got together and as a whole promoted webcomics. Maybe they could do things to you know, get the hold of people, get the reach them where they are. I don't know. I have no idea. No, I don't either. And it's, it's kind of interesting because, like, you know, there probably was an opportunity 10 years ago to sort of organize the whole webcomic thing a little bit better to try to, you know, retain readers. But I, I just think... Well, that ship sailed. It doesn't matter That ship has sailed. Yeah, I think it would have mm-hmm. been like, well, maybe come up with a, a better way to, you know, do things. I, I don't know. But it just seems like now it's just a bunch of pockets of people, you know, doing their own thing to varying degrees of success. and But um, pockets, are, you know, itself, the word means something, you know, small. And the thing is, the pockets of people, there's more and more and more and more trying to squeeze themselves into the pockets. Yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, Yeah, it's there's, there's an oversaturation. Like, you know, when, when the comics that are big now started, you know, there might have been a couple dozen or a couple hundred comics even online. And there are thousands, well, not just like one or two. There are like a hundred thousand webcomics out well, there. Well, here's the thing, though. With the oversaturation, there's two... There's two answers. Either people have to stop making comics because there's too many, which is Darwinism, which isn't fair. Comic book Darwinism. It isn't fair to someone who wants to tell a story. That's really unfair. Right, it's not fair. But the other option is, which is what I'm saying, is okay. Well, then if you have a limited supply, you have a huge amount of uh, supply, you don't have much demand. You have to go out and find people who would be interested. And, may, and you need to bring them in. I mean, there's more than enough people in the world to go around for everybody, but people don't know. Right. I mean, you're talking like 1% of 1% of 1% of people read webcomics. I mean. Yeah, I know. It's it, it's. If you want it to work, it could work, but you're going to need like 20%. Yeah, I mean, just think about the people webcomics. you know. Think about the people you know outside your circle friends are in the geek stuff. And, and think about, you know, are any of them reading webcomics? Have they ever heard of webcomics? Is oh, gram- yeah. Is grandma reading webcomics? Well, my grandma does, but she reads <laughs> it in the book form. But anyway. But, I mean, it's just, yeah. It's... My grandma's cool like that. So, <laughs> Mine plays video games. So That's true. She, so hard yeah. so grandmas don't count because like they're seven, actually they're actually all up. Well, she know, plays video games. They're with it, but um, um, it's just not. Yeah, it's just not the same. And that's and I do agree to an extent with the you know what Garrison Keillor was saying, where you're going to have a lot of people with audiences, uh, but they're going to have relatively small audiences just because you know the pie is going to get chopped up. Yes. So you need a bigger pie. You need a bigger pie. That's a solution. Either no pie for you or bigger pie for all. <laughs> so it's okay, like, well, there we go. there's your two options. Okay, so, yeah, so your assignment, uh, kids, is to go bake yourself a bigger pie. <laughs> and share pie. Well, everybody says to share the pie. Everybody has to work together to bake a bigger pie. Yeah. Because everybody can bake a bigger pie, but it's not going to be big enough. It's not going to be big enough. You need too a many, big flipping pie. Too many mouths to feed now. Um... But these are just, yeah, these are just, you know, some random observations. And it's it's something we've been talking a lot about, especially in the last year or so. It just seems like things are, are definitely changing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, are you ready for it or not? That's up to you. Pie. Pie. Our son would love this podcast. He, always, pie ran, he always randomly goes around going, pie, pie. for no reason. Pie. Okay, so we about done then? Pie. Pie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, if you want to give us a shout-out in the comments. If you're pissed um, off. If you're pissed off, feel free to comment. I can't uh, guarantee that I will approve your comment, but we'll at least look at it and laugh. <laughs> That's not nice. I never said that was nice. <laughs> no, you didn't. We're just honest. Okay, uh, as always, you can check us out at www.shadowbinders.com, and we'll talk to you when we talk to you.
think you're you're really going to have to come up with your own ideas because you know you follow the herd and they're going to get to the pasture first and they're going to eat all the grass. Yeah, and then what you have left is the poop. You have the poop. <laughs> he comes if you come to the pasture and all the grass is gone and all's left is poop and you're digging for the poop trying to find a couple pieces left that you can glean, you know, to t- to move on to stuff and there are already another pasture. You have a field full of poop. Yeah, that's why you know it definitely pays to uh to be the innovator because you get there first and and you know a lot of what you're going to be getting from people that have already done it is the poop, poop. <laughs> the leftovers no but like what they deserve to get what they get because they're the ones that came up with the idea in the first place they're the ones that, that you know planted the field yeah so of course they should get to eat it and then you get the poop the sloppy seconds okay your way's classier <laughs> i'll say poop you say sloppy seconds but yeah, definitely you're going to have to try to innovate, not imitate. There's a t-shirt. There we go. <laughs>